Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. New York City. Good morning, good morning. Last day of the month. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m. Let's get back into the conversation. Let's shuffle the deck, and I'll plant some seeds, like I said, if you were listening before the break. We talk sports here. This is WFAN, the number one sports station in the world. Blessed to be a host, blessed to be your nighttime host, taking you through the end of the day and the start of the next day every night after the Yankees play. Can't wait for the Yankees to be done playing. So let's talk about other things. I'm in here watching Nebraska, right? They had 92,000 tickets sold to the Cornhusker Stadium to watch volleyball, women's volleyball at that. Congrats. That's the largest sporting event for a – that's the largest attendance for a women's sporting event ever. I don't think anyone's going to call about that, but Nebraska volleyball sets women's mark at 92,003 fans. What goes on out in Nebraska? I know this one girl from Nebraska. I won't go down that road. Um, Other than that, you guys heard about Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts and his situation. I think I was telling you um, last night about fantasy football as I'm really starting to get into the weeds. Sometimes you can do too much prep for fantasy football where now I'm just like, I I don't know. The mock drafts don't matter. Nobody's drafts are going to be the same as the mock draft. And it depends on who you listen to or who you believe, fantasy pros or underdog sports or ESPN rankings or Matthew Berry or, I, I don't know, I'm getting too deep in the weeds on that. But I would not draft Jonathan Taylor unless he fell a little bit. But, um, yeah, the GM came out and said, I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture Picture like, oh, everything's okay. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor, and it sucks for our fans. It just does. It's where we're at, and we've got to work through it, and we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They're repairable. I feel like it's not repairable there. And I know he was rehabbing his ankle. He's on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Uh, the Colts say they're attempting to move forward with him. Right, they they gave him the deadline of uh, the 29th to find a trade, and and that didn't happen. Supposedly, Jalen Waddle was offered from the Dolphins, and, um, or maybe the Colts asked for him. But either way, don't draft him in fantasy. I think if you're on the pup list, right, or if he's on the pup list, I know if you're on the pup list, you missed the first four weeks. Now, and if he's on that pup list, still, he's not going to play for the beginning of the season. Anywho, uh, getting ready for football, the Jets Giants beef, I love it. The anticipation for this season 
is amazing to think about where we were two years ago uh, and how those teams were dump, dumpster fires that like no one wanted to uh, talk about in a in a good way. There was nothing good to say about them. Every call, every show on WFAN was bashing the front office, the players. The difference two years makes, and uh, you know, at the center of it is Aaron Rodgers and Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward came out and said that the little flipper that he gave Aaron Rodgers after Aaron Rodgers had already released the ball was a response to Randall Cobb throwing that block, which is now an illegal block. It's funny, Aaron Rodgers was laughing it off. It's not 2014, and it was lighthearted for the Jets, but the Giants didn't take it so lightly. Supposedly, the player that Cobb hit, uh, his name escapes me right now, but he suffered some concussion concussion symptoms. I'm thinking of his name. It's not coming to me. Um... But, uh, yeah, Jihad Ward was standing up for his team, and that whole thing on Hard Knocks became a thing. They asked him about it. He said it was some sucker, you know, some sucker stuff they've been saying. The other S word is what he meant, and it was. Randall Cobb shouldn't have thrown that block, but Randall Cobb has been in the league for a long time, and he said it himself, my bad. You know, he's going to get fined for that, and he said, my bad, I haven't hit anybody in a while. And Bobby McCain, thank you. Rami Lavi uh, behind the glass now, producer, Doing what the producer is supposed to do. They're supposed to help you out when you blank like that. So at the center of the Jets and Giants beef is that. And that gives us a uh, inflection point. And that will be brought up again week eight when they play for real. That game meant nothing. But it did mean something because Aaron Rodgers did step out there and play and lean into the rivalry. And even so much as, you know, beefing with Jihad Ward saying, I don't know who you are. He knows who he is. He remembers him from London last year. Or maybe he doesn't know him by name. He he, he leaned into the whole rivalry and the beefing. You got to love it. Jets fans, I feel like, had to love that. This guy is 40 years old. He's going out there as the quarterback. And that's when I talk about, like, being in the trenches like that. I played quarterback. I don't like anybody touching me after the whistle either. And the quarterback always gets deemed to be this, like, soft guy or this player that's not going to, you know, like, mix it up, like, no, you got to go out there and protect yourself. I love today that EJ Stewart, shout out to EJ if EJ's listening. EJ was on with Morash and Tommy Lugauer, and EJ was producing, so he was able to get on the mic and interject. And he took the words out of my head. I almost, I was sitting on my couch feeding my son, and I'm like, I want to call WFAN so bad to draw a parallel to Aaron Rodgers mic'd up, not taking any SHIT from G. Hod Ward, and draw a straight line to the Netflix series quarterback where you saw Patrick Mahomes and Mason Crosby's interaction. Mason Crosby gave him a little late hit after, and he's like, bro, you don't got to be punching me. Don't poke the bear type of thing. And then next thing you know, Mahomes comes back, throws a touchdown. I'm like that. I'm like that. And he's getting face-to-face with Max Crosby. You got to stand up for yourself as a quarterback. You can't let people punk you. So call me up, 877-337-6666 if you want to talk about the Jets-Giants rivalry. If you want to talk about Hard Knocks, I did watch. I love Hard Knocks. I think there's only one episode left. Other than that, I, I know what we're talking about here. You know, the Pete Alonzo story still out there with the Mets and what they're going to do or not do. I think it's all just conversation right now to fill the air when there's nothing really going on of substance with the team. I'm over the conversation, but call up. I'll have it with you. If you've got a wild take, if you've got a prediction, if you think something else is going to happen or I don't know, tell me. But I, I've been pretty solid on they shouldn't trade Pete. There's not another Pete. 
He's homegrown. He's your guy. He's the face of your franchise. Fans love him. You lost DeGrom in free agency last offseason. Don't go into this offseason and get cute thinking that you want to add more to your farm, more suspects to your farm. Pete Alonso is a surefire home run hitter, and they don't make Pete Alonzo's. They don't, there's, there's not a bunch of Pete Alonzo's available. So I would hold on to that guy, and I would pay that guy because he's had to watch a bunch of other guys come into his clubhouse, into his culture, into his ballpark, and get paid. And he's watched the Mets change a ton in these last three, four years. 877-337-6666. Now, I apologize to the Yankee fan who is super excited about the kids coming up. I apologize if I rained on your parade with my realism and lack of optimism. This is the opinions business. When we prepare for shows, we're supposed to know our take. We're supposed to know our stance. We're supposed to be able to articulate how we feel about it. I'm sorry that I'm still stuck in this season, this lost season, the season after they go to the ALCS. They're going to miss the postseason. I'm sorry. I apologize to you Yankee fans that see through these rosy colored glasses and are excited about the kids coming up. I see through it. I'm excited for those kids. I'm excited for Everson Pereira and his family. I was excited for them last week when he got the call up. I'm excited for Jason Dominguez and his mom and Austin Wells to be able to play and realize a dream next to his friend Anthony Volpe that he ate chicken parm with and said, hey, bro, you need to move in the batter's box. You need to change your stance a little bit. I've been watching you. I want to help you. I'm excited for those kids. But I'm a grown-ass man, dog. I'm watching the Yankees, and I'm not fooled. I understand what's going on here. They waved the white flag. The season is over. They knew this season was over, and they still told you they were in it to win it. They knew this season was in the tank, but they said, oh, I don't know why the fans are so upset. Because Judge is down. And we know what happens when Judge goes down. This team isn't good enough to win without him. And even when he came back, the team wasn't good enough to win with him. When they needed to win nine games in a row, they lost nine games in a row. So here we are now, the last day of the dog days. I can't get so pumped up about beating the Detroit Tigers. I can't get so pumped up about Glaber Torres hitting a home run every day. I can't get so pumped up about... DJ LeMay, you figuring it out. I'm wearing his player tee in here. You know, I'm the guy that when DJ came, I'm like, this is the exact guy we need. I bought a DJ player tee. When they re-signed him, I bought a DJ jersey, the machine. I'm glad to see him find it, but I'm not fooled. It's too little too late. You can perform when the pressure isn't on. This is New York. You're supposed to be able to perform when the lights are its brightest. So I'm sorry if I'm not impressed. I'm sorry if I'm not pom-poms in the air for the next 29 games of Let the Kids Play. 877-337-6666. Let's get back into it. Rocco's in Saratoga on the fan. What up again, Rocco? Hello? Yes, my brother, bro. Bro, lighten it up. Lighten your load. I'm here. You're my brother. You ain't heavy. You're my brother. Hey, we get to see the young kids. It ain't over. Till the fat lady sings. She hasn't sung yet. Don't worry. Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America. What are we talking about? The season's over. They're 10 10 games out of a wild card. They're 18 games out of first place. 
They, when Bro, Cashman met on. the media last week, that's telling you every. Why does the Yankee GM have to speak on? Oh, it's been a it's been a disaster. We're embarrassed. We're certainly not happy about it. That that the season's over. Right. It's, it's over. It's, no, it's not over for us. It's not over. No. For us. Yeah, we got to go through the motion for, for twenty nine more games. And yeah, I mean, and you know on. what? Yes, we can go I, to the ballpark. I will. I will probably pull up for some dumb reason to to Yankee Stadium again. Really, not even for them, you but for it. for my friends, you for, know you will. for my family that are fellow you Yankee fans. You Keith, you coming to the game? All right, yeah, I'll pull up. Come, I know you will, dude. I'm telling you now, it ain't over. It, it ain't it, what, over. What, what, what do you mean? Elaborate. Young kids. We get to watch them. They go on a streak. We get some more hope. Yeah, they blew this year. When Judge went down, so if they blew this year, it's, it's over. There is no streak coming. They're about to walk into Houston with the come Astros, on, who are fighting for the you division. Want to make, oh, come on! The, I, I'm oh, going to put on. a baby bottle. I'm going to bet you a baby bottle. There is a streak coming. Okay. I gotta let Rocco go. Rocco, you're a good guy. You call. You're you're lighthearted. You're fun. But like, let's be for real here. If you really think. That there's a streak coming and that these kids are going to get hot and they're going to make up the difference 10 games in the next 29 games. We're not watching the same team. We're not watching the same league. The season is over. They they told you it was over. The reason these kids are coming up is because it's over. They force-fed you a bunch of scrap heap journeymen all season and it was over. If they actually thought that these kids could help the team, they would have been up sooner. Hello? It's September 1st. Nobody's heard of September call-ups? What are we talking about? Am I losing it? And every positive is a negative, too, because you mentioned DJ. You mentioned Rami Lavi. Rami, Rami Lavi checking in. What up, Rami? Go every, for it. Every positive you said is also a negative because it's just another reason for them in the offseason to say, well, look, DJ turned it around at the end of the year, so we don't need to upgrade the lineup. Fool me. Can't exactly. fool me again. Yeah. Piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I'm not letting you get in close range to even be able to piss on my leg. So every single thing that you say that's a positive, even bringing up the kids, let's say they play well and it's exciting. They're not. They're, I mean, and, and, and like, I, I, I wish them well. I don't want to put that evil on them. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Peraza sucks. Hasn't been good up here. And this is his fourth time coming up this year. Yep. He's not good. He's Pereira not got, ready yet. Pereira. He has to develop. Like Cashman told you when people were ready to send Volpe down. What did Cashman say? He said Peraza needs to develop, needs to develop more at the AAA level. He needs to get reps at second base, shortstop, and third base. He's not a third baseman. He's showing you he's got the arm strength. He can play the hot corner. But he's trash at the plate. It hasn't translated yet. I don't know, bro. Pereira had an RBI single that if the infield was back would have been a ground out, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't understand what people are talking about. Like, oh, I'm disappointed in you, Keith. Don't be disappointed in me. I'm disappointed in the team that we both root for. I'm disappointed that this team went to the ALCS and got swept, and this is the response. Steve is down in Point Pleasant. I was just talking about Point Pleasant. What's up, Steven? Yo, I live like a half a mile away from Pat's Pizza. So you know. You saying to go get a, to go get a cheesesteak? I mean... You don't go there because you yeah. live so close. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. You you eat there no, too much. No, no, no. It's honestly like they're they're good. Like yeah, they have better cheesesteaks and they have pizza. But that's it's that's that, that's about it. That's the draw. That's all you. That's all you're calling <laughs> <So>, about. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just mentioned point. No, sorry. Um, honestly, um, 
I cannot believe the calls you're getting that are telling you to cheer up. Like, this is not a, this, like, as Cashman properly said, it was a disaster of a season. And, um, Yankee fans are hilarious, bro. They forget, they forget things so quickly. Three, a three game win streak, three wins in a series win against the Detroit Tigers, and a couple tweets that go out saying Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells are coming up. Yankee fans are right out there again, like, yeah, let's go, Yanks. And then, did you see the John Boy interview when they were interviewing Boone when they asked, like, the aspect of Dominguez? And Boone gives, like, that, like, smile, like, yeah, oh, little, like, you know he's coming, like. Little, like, like, uh, like eyebrow raise, like, a little smirk, like, come on, bro. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Like, this this team is supposed to be in the World Series this year. Judge is 31. They need a retool. They need to get younger. By the time they're actually competitive again, it'll be 34, 35. <laughs> and that's, that's. Shame. That's that. Shame on them. That's, like. Garrett Cole Yankees, is in his yeah. prime. Aaron Judge is in his prime. These guys have $300 million contracts. You just wasted a season of their prime. Ridiculous. Yep. Hey, man. It is what it is. Uh, it real is quick on Rodgers. what it is. Have you watched his, like, like a couple of his interviews with, like, Pat McAfee or, like, I have. His, like actual in-depth, like, talks? You I have? have, yes. I don't know how he handled New York media. Like, because... Pretty much everyone that he ever does his interviews with say, there's ever any hard questions. And more importantly, at least in Green Bay, like... Aaron Rodgers is smarter than people give him credit for. Uh, he did an interview on, was it with Carl Banks or... It was, I, it was recent. That'd be interesting. I don't think it was with Carl Banks. I got to figure out who it was with. It was on like the news after the game that I wanted to watch. They're going to be asking him some hard-hitting questions when the Jets lose some games. That's going to be the real test. When the Jets are struggling, he's not going to be able to pull up to that press conference and tell all the Jets beat writers, relax, R-E-L-A-X. No, we have no time to relax. You're here for a a year or two. That'll be the front page of the New York Post for a week, R-E-L-A-X. Yeah, he won't be able to do that. But I I commend him. I think he's he's had a great rebrand putting on that Jets helmet looking like the great kazoo. I think he's had a great just like couple months embracing New York. Yeah. I, I think um really Jersey. He's been mostly in Jersey. Jersey too. I, he I bought a big crib. Garden, but both have been showed up in Jersey. Thanks for the call, Steven. Rami just helped me out again. Otis Livingston. I want to see Otis Livingston is the name I was searching for. Yeah, it was on CBS, I think. Otis Livingston, CBS interview with Aaron Rodgers. I want to watch that during the break and see what they asked him. They sold it like they asked him some hard-hitting questions. Um, and what I say? The great kazoo? I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm aging myself. I'm dating myself. I love when old people say, oh, I'm dating myself with this reference. So what, bro? The great kazoo? 877-337-6666. If you understand why I said Aaron Rodgers looks like the great kazoo in that Jets helmet. <laughs> I used to watch the great kazoo at my grandma's crib. My grandma used to have that on the uh, TV. The, the show isn't called The Great Gazoo, but I know somebody out there feels me. Aaron Rodgers has done a great job. He's been the opposite of what was advertised. The Packers made it seem like they couldn't stand him anymore. The Packers made it seem like he was insubordinate. The Packers made it seem like they couldn't get in touch with him. Mark Mark Murphy came out there saying he's not answering any calls. Romeo Dobbs came out and said he he never extended an invite to anything. He never hung out with the players. And I said, yeah, because he he knew he was out of there. He knew he was done. He was either going to retire. He was just he was literally just cashing out. 
He was taking the money from Green Bay. <laughs> and look at the discount he gave the Jets. The guy is smart. He's smart as hell. Think about how he played all of this. Aaron Rodgers has been the most talked about player in the NFL this last like six months since the Super Bowl. I've never seen anything like it. I've had to do it. I, there were nights where I came in the WFA and I'm like, we're going to do this Aaron Rodgers watch again. He's in a darkness retreat now. He's out in Denver promoting ayahuasca use. Good grief, man. How much can we speculate and talk about one man? No one man should have all that power, but he knows what to do with it. Can't deny how smart the guy is. He plays right into it. And he's good still. He can still throw the ball. And the, you know what the, the best thing about Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks last night? He comes off the field frustrated. And he said, we have three drives with three different mistakes. And he's calling out the mistakes. And he sits there. And I'm like, I can relate to this. Like, playing quarterback, I remember just being pissed off when guys didn't know where to line up, didn't know the snap count, didn't know the defense, didn't know what route to run, and you just feel helpless. But he's not helpless. He knows all this stuff, so what does he go and do? He starts coaching. You have a coach on the field. He starts pulling guys aside. Hey, hey, when the safety's here, you go around him. Hey, when they're, when they're lined up like this, when we're four wide, and you see the outside linebacker, hey, give him a little, you know, when you're, when you're getting in your stance and you're lining up, go outside the numbers. He's, he's giving them game. He's literally making the team better. I love that Hard Knocks was able to show that. I don't care about all the other stuff with Jihad Ward or even the fact that he's sitting there like, you know, someone's like, you got to come back next year. And he's like, why would I leave? I have so many fans. And he's signing autographs and he's got the little smirk on. He's QB1. What I loved was listening. I, I would love to talk to Aaron Rodgers and talk football. I'm sure his football IQ is much greater than mine, but just listening to how he sees the game. He's cerebral, and he can still throw the football. And if they can block for this guy, they have enough weapons to go out there and compete with anyone every single week. 877-337-6666. Eddie's in Forest Hills on the fan. Go for it, Eddie. Hey, Keith, I, I normally wouldn't blow smoke. I wouldn't blow smoke, but so many callers tonight said this, and, you know, you won me over. After Schmooze retired with your style, you have a trademark style, and you work, and that's why you won me over, and that's why I'm calling. Yeah, and I, I, I love appreciate it, Eddie. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, clip yeah. that, Rami. Yeah. Clip, clip that. Send that to Chris Olivero. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man. <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't blow smoke. I want to get to my point. You know, um, you know, you ever see that meme where it's like there's an iceberg, and you see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see the rest underneath. Mm-hmm. So with the Mets, right, and the whole toxic thing, so, you know, beat reporters can report whatever, but you never really know what is going on, you know, the whole behind the scenes. But, but the tip of the iceberg that we saw was that, uh, I'll give an example, like Jacob deGrom is good friends with Daniel Murphy. They have this Lakeland, Florida connection. They work out in the off season. Mm -hmm. Jacob deGrom didn't want to be here. You know, and one of the reasons why was because they saw how they had lifelong nets, like going back to Melvin Mora, going back to Justin Turner, going back to Daniel Murphy, guys that have proved their worth and worked hard, and they, you know, we'll let them go, and we'll go with mercenaries. Yeah. And Jacob DeGrom's on the team, and all of a sudden, you know, they give him a below-market contract, and now we get some mercenaries and pay them more. And Jacob DeGrom didn't want a part of it, and he left. And that's a big tip of the iceberg. There's a lot under it. And it would, with um, Pete Alonso, he made some comments a few years ago 
where he had this crazy conspiracy theory that MLB was conspiring and owners were conspiring to keep uh, salaries down for pitchers or, you know, salaries down for hitters on different years. And does that make him toxic? Yes. But toxic to who? Toxic to ownership. Mm-hmm. In the clubhouse, I bet you he's a legend. With guys like Max Scherzer, who's a union rep, and these guys all kind of have a mindset like that where it's us against them. He's a legend with players. Play Other players love him. Is he toxic? Yes, he's toxic to ownership. <laughs> I feel you. I'm with you. And, I, I mean, you probably heard me say, like, for, for Pete Alonso, he was here before Scherzer and Verlander come in and hit the Mega Millions. Like, he was here before Francisco yeah, comes in about, and hits the Mega Millions. What about million. our guys? What about our guys? Yeah, McNeil got a little got a little check. Nimmo got a little check. He's like, I'm still waiting. Right. But now it's me. Now I'm the toxic one. Now I'm the reason. Right now, now look at look at how quickly the tables turn. I'm the hero. I'm the one that is hitting bombs. I'm the one in Yankee Stadium hitting two home runs in the game. I got Keith McPherson and Legend sick. You know, I'm I'm the face of the franchise. Like what happened? Like now everybody's turning on me. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. This is the storyline with the Mets. The guys that go all out and are down for whatever and are down for life and down for the team. Oh, look, these guys get dumped on and we come and bring in mercenaries. That doesn't engender goodwill, Keith. And that's why he's toxic. He's toxic because he's telling the truth. And he knows what's going on in baseball. And guess what? He's toxic to ownership. But to fans and to the other people in the clubhouse, he's a legend. And he backs it up. And that's what I wanted to say. I want your opinion on it. Thanks, Keith. Good call, Eddie. I'm right with you. I, I'm I'm on Pete Alonzo's side. I'm on, I'm in the camp, and I was in the camp earlier this year when we were literally talking about like what Freddie Freeman makes, what Matt uh, Matt Olson makes. I'm in the camp of pay Pete Alonzo, and if you don't want him, send him to the Bronx. We'll give you uh, Everson Pereira and Oswald Peraza. <laughs> we'll give you you know we'll give you Austin Wells deal. You guys can take Austin Wells. Everson Pereira and Oswald Peraza rebuild your farm with some guys that can help you compete in 2024. Send us Pete Alonzo. We'll DH Pete Alonzo. He can play first, him and Rizzo back and forth. Uh, Rizzo, who knows? We could, we might be able to get Rizzo out of here. We'll take Pete Alonzo. Him and Judge will mash. We'll have to figure out somewhere to send Stan. It sucks. We actually don't have, the Yankees don't have room. For Pete Alonso. So I did say I want to read some of Disha's tweets. And shout out to Disha. She was on off base with me last year. I got to meet Disha. She does her thing. Disha's dugout. She said, uh, one of his tweets that went off for her, she said, Max Scherzer laughed at the idea that the Mets clubhouse is toxic. He said the Mets actually had a great clubhouse. Curiously, Scherzer said he and Verlander are on better terms now than when the season started. Asked to expand, Scherzer left it alone. We just are, he said. Yeah, you're on better terms now because you guys are in Texas and you're counting all Steve Cohen's money. Like, ha, 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 ha. Laughing straight to the bank with this. Uh, she also went on to talk about Pete Alonzo, and I believe she just straight up asked Pete Alonzo, are you toxic? Are you the reason that they're saying this clubhouse is toxic? Pete Alonzo said, the person who said that, I've never seen him. I don't even know him. I don't really put any merit into it because it's someone I don't know. If you want to say whatever about my play, that's fine. But for me, 
I just want to be the best player and best person I can be every single day. I just want the respect of my peers that I see and work with every day. I'm not sure if he was alluding to Salicata or Andy Bartito or who, but I just think, you know, this is a, a lot about nothing. This is much about nothing. 877-337-6666. More Yankees calls, more Mets calls. And uh, I think once I clear these, there'll be some Jets calls. I'm telling you, if you didn't watch Hard Knocks and you didn't watch how Aaron Rodgers is literally an offensive coordinator on the field, a mastermind quarterback, an offensive guru that can literally fix problems in practice and in games, you got to respect that. I don't care about all the other stuff. 877-337-6666. Join the show. We'll be right back. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Right back at it on the fan, duh. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, taking you till 2 a.m. Call me up, 877-337-6666. No one knows who the great Gazoo is. You know, sometimes you just age out, man. Sometimes you just get old, you know. Sometimes you just know some things that young people don't, and it doesn't register. (laughs) Kenny's in Manhattan on the fan. What's up, Kenny? Hey, Keith, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, my pleasure. You know, I, I'm a long-time Yankee fan. I mean, I'm old enough. I was at the game Mickey Mantle hit his 500th home run when I was 11 years old. Amazing. So I'm a diehard. But anyone that's delusional enough to think that the Yankees can pull a winning streak, you know, now and, and save the season, I want to know what they're smoking because I want some. Yeah, I mean, what is wrong with these people? It's a horrible <laughs> team. It was bad. It was horribly constructed, and they have and, a horrible manager. And Kenny, Kenny, what's the use? What's the use in going on a run and making the postseason now? For what? I know, and, and, 
and and you're totally right about bringing up the kids now. It's to put, it's to keep people coming to the park yes. and give them excitement to spend for next year. Yeah. But, but the real the reality is, um, Cashman has made a mistake with left-handers. He's made a He's ton made of mistakes, mistake. and people are, are so easy to absolve him. And a couple wins make you feel good. I know winning cures all, but like I'm sorry if I'm still stuck in this failed season. This is a season we will remember forever. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I actually, um, I, I actually uh, freaked out a couple of the other hosts about three or four months ago because I said, you know, like my my take on um, Aaron Boone is he's like Stum Merrill. He has absolutely no business managing the Yankees. He might be a nice guy. He might be able to fire up, fire up against an umpire's call, but he doesn't know the nuance of handling pitchers when to pull pitchers. He has no sense of strategy. You know, like, uh, like you know, and, and then, you know, they put on top of it a team that doesn't have left handers. And he, he is team, an extension of Brian Cashman. It's, I'm it's, sorry? He's an extension of Brian Cashman and what the front office wants to do. It, we know this. It's clear. He's not new. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be back next year. And and I could tell by the way that, oh, Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, and Aaron Boone had a meeting about the future. Why is Boone in that meeting? I'm, yeah, I'm watching yeah, him yeah. in the John Boy office. I've been there a couple times. I'm watching him on Talking Yanks. I'm like, this is a guy that has no fear of losing his job. This is a manager showing up in person to do a podcast about the Yankees when the Yankees have lost nine in a row, and he's comfortable. You know why? Because his bosses have assured him that he'll return. Thank you for the call, Kenny. I'm not the only Yankee fan that understands. Like, he said he saw Mickey Mantle. Like, I'm not the only Yankee fan that understands where I'm coming from. Right? I don't want to hate the team. You know, I was thinking, I went to the bathroom before, I was thinking about that Michigan meme where the guy was, when Michigan won, I think Michigan beat Ohio State, he said, this means something to me. That's how I feel about the Yankees. This failed season, this means something to me. I'm on the fan. You think I want to be talking about the Yankees like this in August? No. You, I, like, come on, bros. (laughs) You feel me? Like, do you think I want this? You think I'm enjoying this? I take no pleasure in this. If the Yankees win, I win. If the Yankees go to October and run through October, my life improves. You think I'm taking, like, joy in, in talking down on the franchise? I'm not. Like, don't you don't you hear when my show starts? It's a Frank Sinatra hip-hop remix. It's up to you, New York. They call Michael K a Yankee boy. They call me a Yankee boy, too. I want the Yankees to win more than anyone. But when they fail, I'm not going to pretend like it's okay. When they fail and they have shortcomings, this is a sports talk radio show. We have to speak on it. Mike's in Ramstown. Mike, you're on the fan. Go for it. Hey, Keith. Love you, brother. Always good to talk to you. Thanks. Real quick, before I get into my point, just want to say, uh, I think you're channeling that dad strength by opposing those crazy couple Yankee callers that had called up before because <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you are right, sometimes I forget right I have point, dad bro. strength. Thank you. I know now you now you do. Yeah, exactly. Four months. It's only been four months. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's still dad <laughs> strength. That's cool. 
So real quick, before I get into a football point, if you don't mind, just a quick synopsis of like a Brian Cashman deal. How about uh, trading a 20-something-year-old lefty for an injured center fielder, like a Jordan Montgomery for a Harrison Bader? How'd that work out? Another failed trade. That's a Brian Cashman move. Yeah. You, yeah. you traded for I, a guy I, in a I boot. know. I'm, I'm, and, and early yeah, I'm on, not those, trying to harp. Nope. Those postseason Sorry, home runs, those postseason home runs were cool. We, we definitely were like, Harrison Bader, we won the deal. This guy's going to kill it. He's on and waivers then, right now. Correct. Exactly. So... Just my follow-up, if you don't mind, because um, I know you're an NFC East guy, and we're both on the other side of maybe the popular fans. How about so, them Cowboys? Well, that's you, and I'm about that Philly, that Philly motion. Oh, no, the so, Dirty Birds. Yeah, so between the Phillies, <laughs> Philly Eagles, and the Giants, and the Cowboys, I just wanted to throw something out there to you. So, like, a three-level offense. So, if you have a rushing game, an outside receiver game, and an up-the-middle game, okay? You know, like your tight ends, your second level, your receivers, your mm-hmm. third level, your running backs, your first level, right? I'm with you. I would, I, I would like to ask you, in your professional opinion, because you are a professional, um, I think the Eagles have an edge over the Cowboys and the Giants because I think the Giants are a little constricted because they don't have – those outside receivers. I know they have Darren Waller, who's a great tight end, but I think that clogs up the middle, especially with a rushing quarterback and a Saquon Barkley. And I don't want to hear anything about Jalen Hyatt because he's a rookie. Okay. So I I don't see any other weapons on the outside for the Giants. I see outside weapons for the Cowboys and the Eagles. And for the Cowboys, I don't see any second level because there's no more Jason Witten. And we have... You know, no more Dalton so I Schultz. want to get your opinion on a three-level offense. Thank yeah, you, Keith. I'll take it from here. Thanks, Mike. That's that's great. Let's talk football, man. I'm tired of baseball. I can talk football probably better than I can talk baseball. Darren Waller lines up on the outside more than he lines up on the line of scrimmage. Give me a second, yeah. Robbie. <laughs> good, good, good call, though. But going back to what he said about the outside receivers and you know what I feel like is they have them, the Giants. They're just question marks. Will they produce? Will they stay healthy? Will they be able to beat top corners, right? I think Jalen Hyatt as a rookie is going to be a top performer, but I don't know if as small as he is, if he gets jammed up at the line. It depends on how they line him up. How they, You know, it goes back to game planning and scheme. That's why I think Kafka and Dable, they're going to be fine because I think those two together are offensive masterminds. Paris Campbell... Isaiah Hodgins, they're question marks. Isaiah Hodgins was scooped up from the practice squad last year, and he showed himself last year. I think he's going to be a good receiver. I think I think he's going to be pretty decent, but like, will he be effective against top-flight corners? Same thing with Paris Campbell. Paris, Paris Campbell's another burner. He's got speed, but he's been hurt his whole career. Will he be healthy? Will he be effective against man coverage, a top-flight corner on him all day? Like, I don't, I don't know that yet. We're about to find out. That's why we watch. Now, in Dallas, Brandon Cooks, I ain't worried about Brandon Cooks. Thank God they went out and got Brandon Cooks because he can take the top off the defense. He's a 1,000-yard receiver with four different teams, about to be five. No matter where he's played, he's gotten 1,000 a, a yards. And that will take some of the pressure off of CeeDee Lamb. 
that will take some of the attention off of C.D. Lamb, who not for nothing, C.D. CD Lamb is arguably a top five receiver in this league, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. I think C.D. is is one of them ones. You know, I think he's up there with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson. I think C.D. Lamb is one of them ones. And then they have Michael Gallup not coming off of a ACL. Second year removed from an ACL. A jump ball guy, an outside receiver that can run. Not coming off an ACL like he was last year. Um, wasn't ready to go in the beginning of the season. And then look out for guys like Jalen Tolbert. And no, there is no Jason Witten for the Dallas Cowboys. But Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson, them big boys are ready. I'm telling you, the reason they moved on from a Dalton Schultz, the, the Cowboys made Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz isn't about to tear up the league with C.J. Stroud in Houston. They franchise tagged him, and then they let him go because they know. Uh, Giants fans remember Peyton Hendershot hurtling somebody in one of those games in the Thanksgiving game. I was in London watching that game. Those guys are ready. Tony Pollard is ready. A surprise, I wanted to mention this for any of the Cowboys fans listening and just, you know, Giants fans pay attention to the Cowboys. I thought Malik Davis, they really, now I understand. Let's go back. When Tony Pollard got his leg snapped in the divisional round against the 49ers and Ezekiel Elliott was the lone running back for the Dallas Cowboys, which the game is over. If, if, if the whole offense has to run through slow Zeke, you're cooked. You're done. Because now you got to rely on Dak, and Dak is just staring at one receiver, C.D. Lamb. They, they had no shot. But I, I was pissed off as a, a Cowboys fan. I'm like, where's Malik Davis? Malik Davis at least has more speed, more quick twitch, more burst than Ezekiel Elliott. They don't trust him. Well, now I understand. They, they don't love him. He was a rookie last year, and he didn't even make the 53-man roster this year. A rookie in Deuce Vaughn made the 53-man roster over Malik Davis. Now I get it. Now I understand. They were in a position where they didn't think they would be. They didn't expect Tony to go down like that. They didn't expect Zeke to be the lone ranger in the backfield. Season is effectively over then. Cowboys, 21 points, wins that game. But once you had to go to Malik Davis, and I was wondering why they didn't give Malik Davis because they, they didn't trust him in the playoffs in that spot. And he didn't make the roster now. The Cowboys have Rico Dowdle who they trust. He's the second running back. And Deuce Vaughn, the deuce is loose. You're going to see him. Think muscle hamster. Think pocket Hercules. Think Darren Sproles. Maurice Jones-Drew. He's not as big and and stocky as, pause, he's not as as stocky as Maurice Jones-Drew, but he's he's little and low to the ground like that. They they were giving him Barry Sanders comparisons. I don't compare anyone to Barry Sanders. He's one-on-one. There's nobody like Barry Sanders. But he did go to Kansas State like Darren Sproles, and uh, they're, they're saying he could be a home run hitter like Sproles. Look out for that young man. They're going to find a way to get him the ball. Uh, the Eagles, I, I have to tip my cap to the Eagles. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. If you're going off of last year, they went to the Super Bowl. They had the runner-up at, at, at MVP at quarterback. Um, they still have A.J. Brown. They still have Devontae Smith. They, they still have Dallas Goddard. They still pretty much have their offensive line. Their running backs are different, but they added DeAndre Swift who I'm kind of afraid of. He's going back home. He might like have a chip on his shoulder against the Lions this year. He might get right. Their offense is going to be fine, I believe. And I, I did have some question marks about the offensive coordinators. 
you know, their offensive coordinator, uh, what's the name, Shane Steichen, he moved on and 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 went to the Cardinals and you know, whenever you change coordinators, you 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 change or no, Shane Steichen went on to the um to the Colts. But whenever you change coordinators, whenever you lose a guy and um you have to have a different voice. It's it's a transition, but I think Jalen Hurts is the voice, and I think they'll be fine on offense. And their defense, I'm jealous. Like I said, they they just draft all the kids out of UGA, the best college football program. They got Nolan Smith. They got Jalen Carter. They got Kobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, I think, is suspect. That's where I think they're going to be a little weak. The Eagles are going to be weak with their linebackers and their safeties. They'll be fine at corner. They have two corners that I think can lock down the Giants receivers, but I think in the middle is where they're going to struggle. They had so they had a revolving door of linebackers this preseason. They brought in Miles Jack, and Miles Jack ended up retiring, and they cut some linebackers, and I think they picked up some more guys. I think they're going to struggle at linebacker and safety. I think that's where you got to hit them. You got to be able to run the ball up the middle. But we got we got plenty of time for that. I don't have that much time. Let's see. Can I sneak a call in? Yes, I can sneak a call in. Rami, I'm sneaking this call in before we break for the 1 o'clock update and then my last hour. Randy's in Rockland County on the fan. Go for it, Randy. Hey, what's going on, Keith? How are you, brother? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Good, man. So uh, you covered it pretty well with uh, with football. I think the Yankees are beating to death. No need to talk about that. You want to talk about great kazoo? Yeah. I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> So hell, what? Hell yeah, what, brother. So, what show yeah, is? Tell tell the audience and the young the young boys that stay up till one two a.m. to listen to my show. Tell them where the great Gazoo comes from. Hell yeah, he's from the Flintstones. And what's cool about the great Gazoo is only Fred and Barney can see him. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think the kids Pebbles and Bam Bam can see him too. <laughs> they can't really talk, of course. <laughs> yes. But Wilma, yeah, but the wives couldn't see him. And they're always like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? But only the boys could see him. And, uh, yeah, I forget. He was like a little Martian guy. I forget what his story was, why he got banished from his planet to be living in the Stone Age with those guys. But that's the great kazoo, man. Great call. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> the great kazoo, a tiny green floating scientist who was exiled to Earth from his home planet for inventing a doomsday device. Gazoo was discovered by Fred and Barney when his flying saucer crashed. Fred and Barney from the Flintstones. Flintstones are, like, I don't think it's that old, honestly. Like I said, I used to watch it at my grandma's crib. I used to have Cartoon Network on late at night and Nick at night at my grandma's crib. Rest in peace, Grandma D. Dolores, I love you. Thank you for looking down on me. Um, Gazoo refers to Fred and Barney as dum-dums. Like, hey, dum-dum, he just fly in. I won't read the whole Wikipedia on the great Gazoo. But he wears all green, and he's got this big green helmet. And when I saw Aaron Rodgers on the field, <laughs> now people are hitting me on Twitter. I'm retweeting everybody on Twitter with the great gazoo stuff. Nice. I waited until we got a call where somebody could go ahead and hit you with that info so I didn't have to give it away. But, yes, uh, <laughs> the great gazoo from the Flintstones. That's what Aaron Rodgers looks like with that big green helmet on. 877-337-6666. We got Yankees calls. We got Mets calls. We got another call that I'm probably go to first. So keep it locked right here. This is Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. You're listening to The Fan. Let's pay the bills, and we'll be right back.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.